lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny. You're really round robin. Round robin. Yes, because my belly is very round. And I hope that you all can hear me from the distance from the microphone that I am because I have to lean back more and more these days to accommodate my hurting back and this very round belly. But how are you? I'm doing good. We was playing, what's that game? Scategories, that'd have been a triple, that'd have been three points. It would have. Scategories is a good game that we play. How's everything on your end besides being really round? Um, it's, it's been better. Um, this past week was a bit rough for me. I was kind of having a moment of like feeling overwhelmed and anxious. Um, a lot of things coming down the pipe between baby prep, work stuff, trying to be a supportive wife, um, trying to, you know, get, you know, be on board with Tatum. Tatum started summer camp this past week. So that dynamic, um, and it got to be a lot and I was struggling, but I mean, you had like a little bit of a rough, rough patch, but I'm happy to say that we like persevered through it. I would say we kind of talked it out like, you know, you and I still beef or have issues and stuff like that. But I feel like the the time span of like how long they let linger or fester is getting like we're getting better about those being like more short lived, if that makes sense. No, it does. I can concur. Uh, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, um, getting prepared for my general convention um so that's going to be interesting it'll be my first general convention that i'm actually working so uh first general convention that's going to be a hybrid convention first general convention after covid so it's a lot of firsts for me and you know i'm excited for um the opportunity um you know i'm just excited to kind of be there be amongst the brotherhood and you know hopefully it's uh Better than what everyone expects. Well, I hope that for you, too. I know it's going to be a long week, but... Yeah, I'll be going, what, eight days? Mm-hmm. So. And then it'll be... Oh, and then my birthday's coming up. Somewhere in between there. Yeah. So, that's always... I mean, this is obviously going to be a very... You know, uh, you're getting old. Uh, I'm getting older, yeah. That's what happens. No, older. Thank you. Um, and first time in my life where I'm pregnant during my birthday. So you weren't pregnant. No, you weren't pregnant. I found out I was pregnant after. like two days after. So I, I mean, I had like conceived by that point, but I didn't know. Yeah. But um. Oh my God! How terrible you're pregnant during your birthday. No, I'm not saying it's terrible. It's just different. You know, there's not there's more limited options for things that you can do at when you're you know in third trimester of your pregnancy and pregnant then not pregnant at all but it's still going to be one for the books i can say I've, I've lived it and i've done it and i've experienced it but uh with that said welcome to another episode of lovers quarrel if this is your first time listening welcome if this is your second time listening welcome back if this is your third or more time listening you are family or as tj would like to call you a lover hey lovers you ready to get on this elevator yeah, are you going up or down? Up. 
I'm going up too, so. Ladies first? Sure. Going up. That no. That sounded terrible. I'm also, I'm winded. Winded from what? Because I've been walking around a lot today. I have on a strapless bra. I know, but that, and what I'm does sitting. that have to do with you being winded right now? You, you didn't, you're sitting I'm, down. I'm, but I'm winded and I just ate something. So like I'm full. So like I'm like winded, like my lungs are like compressed easier the bigger I get. I guess. That's okay. I don't know. I'm not pregnant. I can't tell you. So take my word for it. I'm a little winded. Okay. I, you got it. Let me try again. Going up. Is that better? Mm, that was mid. Oh my gosh. Well, that's all we're getting. And my up for this week, my raggedy elevator box. (laughs) Go ahead. Shut the fuck up. So is Miss uh, One Zaila Avant-Garde. And she is the Scripps National Spelling Bee champ. Three-time Guinness World Record holder for basketball dribbling of different varieties. And she's 14 years old. Um, She, I think this, you know, popped up towards the end of last week. And I'm just... It was so beautiful to see. She's the first Black American person to win this National Spelling Bee ever, um, because the first Black person was a a, a student from Jamaica, um, and a, that was a while ago. But she won on the word. The word was like Mar- Mariah, Maria, or something like that. And you know, she made a little joke, and then she did it, and then she did this like adorable little twirl. When she realized she won the whole thing, she, you know, they had confetti and the fact that like, honestly, like the spelling bee was kind of like her for shits and giggles. Like, I think I want to do the next Scripps National Spelling Bee and won the whole shit because basketball is her thing. She wants to play basketball at Harvard. The girl is just, you know, black excellence just in a 14 year old body. And so I'm just really, it was really nice and heartwarming to see and it made me happy. And so that's my elevator. What's yours, good sir? Um, so, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. I mean, her, her winning is, is also, I mean, it, you know, we do a word of the week. Um, so mm-hmm. it's very, you know, it, it resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you talked about Tatum starting summer camp. And, you know, um, she's been very excited. Everybody loves her and knows her. And she's... Every day she comes home excited and looking forward to the next day. So um, just just to see that and just to know that, you know, she did a year at home because of COVID and she rocked that out and she did a year. I mean, and now she's going into camp and then she'll be starting school in the fall. And it's just like my baby's growing up in front of my eyes and mm-hmm. it's just, it's um, overwhelming. Um, so... Back to an up. Another thing was that today, being Saturday, so when this comes out, it's going to be Monday. But on Saturday, today, I went to a friend of mine who went to Towson. And um, he was a football player for Towson. And he self-taught himself how to design. So he's an interactive designer for Title, um, And he self-taught himself design work. And then he worked on like VR, AR augmented reality and he had a showcase today um and it was you know dope spot in baltimore and when when i was speaking to him he was just saying like you know um he could have did it in new york that's where he lives now Mm -hmm. but he's like it's 
you know, everyone is kind of doing it in New York. So he wanted to bring it to his city, and that's why he brought it to Baltimore. So I, I just thought it was really dope. Um, so um, when you get a chance, check him out. His um, Instagram is Siege, C-E-E-J dot Vega. And his company is Vega.us, both on IG. I'll put it in the show notes. But he got some dope uh, work that you can see. And you can see the things that he's been doing um, for title as well as stuff that he does um, freelancing. So um, shout out to my man CJ and, and congrats on his uh, art showcase today. So um, And then... My Neo from uh, BA, Morgan State University, mm-hmm. um, he was there as well. And he has uh, his own dispensary nice. in D.C. So, um, so That's not easy to come by. No, um, but, you know, he's been doing his thing. It's for better living. Um, so I'll also put that inside the show notes. But, you know, it's just dope just to kind of see people doing their own thing. And it's just like, making their own you money. know. 20 years ago, a, uh, a uh, having a cannabis shop it, it was taboo. That was like, you know, there's people who, who did <laughs> years in jail, life sentences and shit like that for weed. And now, you know, to see someone be able to do that or someone being an interactive designer, like someone self-taught themselves how to design and, and use images and created their own lane, I, you know. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring. So shout out to them, to, to them, to them gentlemen for creating something. Definitely, black excellence all around this week. All right. Well, with that being said, let's just go ahead and jump into our relationship tip of the week. Would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um. So my tip uh, is for relationships. Mainly, can it be? use in friendships it can but it's definitely for relationships um and something that um i had to kind of remind myself and utilize make time to connect um danny and i haven't made out in months and um i'm not saying that to be facetious or anything like that but you know sometimes you forget the last time you made out with your partner kissing is nice yeah but you know so i had to take it Consensually, I even put consensually in like little brackets. And like, oh anyway, but you know, it, it's uh, my tip is really that you know make time to connect. Be per be purposeful with your connections. You know, again, it, it it's the five minutes that we took just to make out was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? You could do that anytime. You could do that any day, and it's just you know sometimes. Um, we get wrapped up in our lives that we forget those small things, those small intimate things and, and moments. So, um, that's what I have. Okay. Um, my relationship tip is to ask for help, but also know when you need to read between the lines, right? We talk about communication on this show and in life off mic all day, every day. And, you know, in reflecting on this last week, part of the issue I have is I wait until I'm like drowning, hitting a wall, suffocating before I'll say like, I need help because I, part of me doesn't like asking for help. Part of me doesn't want to feel like I'm inconveniencing anybody. Part of me 
is like, and then also part of me is like, how can you almost like, how can you not see me struggling? Um, so I say that all to say, um, is that in your relationships, you have to be, you have to be explicit. Sometimes you have to ask for directly ask for help or ask for support. Um, however, there are also times when you are on the observing side or the side of the person that isn't doing the asking and while direct communication or explicit directives are very helpful, we also have to make it a point to be observant and to sometimes look for the context, look for the nuance and read between the lines and see like, huh, so-and-so is acting differently or he or, she, he or she seems a bit more frazzled than normal. Like maybe I'm noticing something here. Let me check in too. So really just speaking of how it goes both ways. Like we got to ask for help sometimes, but sometimes too, for our, we got to ask help of our partners, but then also too, our partners, we or as our partners have to also look for the signs and read them in order to also jump in. But sometimes. how do you know if someone needs help? Unless like, because you can, I mean, if, if something is, like evident, then yeah, that's different. But well, that's why it's about like kind of like something that we learned in therapy was like sometimes we have to study our partner. Sometimes we have to be observant, and if something seems off, or if there seems like there could be something else under the surface, you check in, right? Because it, I'm trying to understand because <laughs> again, our problem that we discussed earlier, there were no signs that. That would have made me know that whatever. And again, the signs were you were doing everything. So I was like, okay, I'll take Tame to school. But then you still made it seem like I wasn't assistant or, 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 or that I didn't pick up the signs. So I'm just inquiring for myself because I just feel like you can't say read like read the signs and then... Because again, everyone's signs is different. It's not like it's 8.45 and you haven't left the house yet. Then yeah, that's a sign because... She needs to be there by 8.45. But if everything is running the way it normally runs, where's the sign? Um, what that, sign did I miss? I, I, well, I'm not, not, you may not have necessarily... I mean, some of it might have been my, like, you know, my affect, my demeanor, my attitude in this case. But sometimes the situations, it could be that, like, a person, like, for me, for you... Like, one of your tells for me is, like, if your, your brow is furrowed, right? Like, if your brow is furrowed... And yours is if you huff and puff. Okay, so, but if we're this, but if, but if we're talking, you don't huff and puff. Okay, but that's why sometimes it's about it's just trying to be as observant. So if I'm like rattling off like a bunch of things that I have to do, that could be like my like I think sometimes when I do that, like sometimes when I think out loud, it's, I'm not intentionally trying to like tell you like I have all these things going on, but because I'm trying to organize my thoughts. That might also be like a thing like, damn, she sounds like she's saying a lot right now. Maybe maybe I should check on her and see if there's anything I could do to take that off her plate. Or, you know, so sometimes like when you come home, you talk about all the things you have to get done. And I'll say, like, even though you may not have explicitly asked me for help in that moment, because sometimes you do and sometimes I do. Um, but even if you haven't explicitly asked me that moment, sometimes I'll say, okay, well, what can I do to help? Or whatever, because I'm kind of like reading in between the lines, like mm-hmm. TJ's going through all of this stuff. So... It just, I'm saying that all to say is that in relationships, like, yes, being very direct in your communication about what you need or what help you need or whatever is great, but it doesn't always work that way. So, all I'm saying is. No, I'm, I'm, I'm asking just, just from my own 
edification because it, it seems as if you're saying that, but in reality, it's like, if you don't have them pop, how am I supposed to know? So now I'm just supposed to just read your mind. And again, there's been times that I've said I'm busy with this, this, and this, and that. And you haven't said, so how can I help you or whatever? Well, we, 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 sometimes we, sometimes we miss, sometimes we miss the signs or sometimes we miss the opportunities or sometimes we don't read between the lines, but there are times where we have, where we kind of have to observe each other or maybe in another conversation, like, what are our tells? What are our things are like, where we say it like either in a roundabout way or in a nonverbal way that we're having a hard time or we need you to check. I need you to check in with me, like, and going both ways. You know, like I said, so for me, I feel like the ones that you have are like furrowing your brows. You do deep sighs too when you're stressed out. You, you know, you get more fidgety. Um, those are like my things or whatever. And sometimes, you know, either by just, you know, lack of awareness or sometimes but because I'm like, well, you know, I might have my own shit going on. So I'm like, I can't necessarily like be as present as I want to be with you. It's still like a thing of, you know, but there's also, there's also the times where I'm like, okay, that's, that's me telling, like I'm reading between the lines that TJ's having a struggle with something or TJ needs, might need help. So let me check in. I'm not saying I do it that every time. And we both, and we both. I'm just having a conversation because I do feel like, I do feel like some things you have to tell your partner. Like you do. Some things are just evident, but a lot of times we don't know. And again, if I see you doing something, unless you say something, I think that you're going to handle it. And again, I mean, again, this is just for me. I do think that people should be able to read their partners and stuff like that. But I also do think that people need to be able to express where they need help or where they're lacking. So we're saying the same thing. It's just, it's both. We just, you have to work at both. Because sometimes, babe, it's, it's a thing of like, and I think you and I are both have done it where sometimes we don't realize that the stress or the anxiety or the, the, the tasks or the to-do list is building and ramping up more and more and more until we're like already eyeball deep in it. So it's like, it's not even that we were like purposely not trying to share the load or express something. It's like it built up, excuse me, it built up and we didn't realize it had gotten so far gone until we were already like in the thick of it. So that's why we didn't get a chance to say something. Okay. So it's just a thing. It's just like, you know, we do have to do both. We got to ask for help, but we also got to study our partners so that way we can sometimes be able to read between the lines. Mm-hmm. And that is my relationship tip of the week. But now it is time for our Black History Month fact. Um, I'll keep... Black, our Black History Month? Our Black History Fact, excuse me. Our Black History Fact... So I'll start off and then you can go. Okay. On July 12th, the day this episode drops, 1967, 23 were killed, people were killed in a Newark rebellion. The racial uprising spread to 10 of the city's 23 square miles. More than 1,500 persons were injured and 1,300 arrested. Police reported 300 fires. The Newark rebellion, the worst outbreak of racial violence since Watts, spread to other New Jersey communities, including New Brunswick, Englewood, Patterson, Elizabeth, Palmyra, Passaic, and Plainfield. The National Guard was even mobilized. So, you know, always hear about you hear about these racial uprisings like Watts and um, the L.A. riots in like the '90s and things like that. But um, this one happened right in New Jersey. I had never heard of it. Got you. But that is my Black History fact. My Black History fact is Frederick McKinley Jones, known as F.M. Jones, was an American inventor, entrepreneur, winner of the National Medal of Technology, and inductee of the National Inventors Hall of Fame. 
his um, innovations uh, in refrigeration brought great improvement to the long-haul transportation of perishable goods. He, he also co-founded Thermal King. Uh, on July 12, 1949, he was issued patents. His patents were for automatic refrigeration system uh, for long-haul trucks, as well as a starter generator and means operated by a starter generator for cooling a gas engine. So on July 12, 1949, he had three patents. Dope. Awesome. Amongst the other things that he's also done. So again, I've never heard of him um, as a creator. But like I said, you know, black people do amazing things and they uh, try to take away from us and not give us credit or bear, bury it. But this is stuff that, again, this should be in American history mm-hmm. easily. So, you know, they always want to, they hate us because they ain't us. Um, All right. And so now, if I stand corrected, I the last word of the week, I did win. You did. So I think I had like two in a row. So I'm going to try and see if I can keep the streak continuing. Um, TJ, what is the word of the week? I hope it's the word that um, Zayla won because I can remember that one now. I wasn't going to do that, but I'm like, you know. I would know how to spell it now. Yeah. So it is, I'm going to allow Rebecca to. It's always Rebecca. Hold on. Sorry, y'all. Fastidious. Fastidious. Fastidious, yeah. Now that means you know it. You said that (laughs) way too confident. (laughs) I do not spell fastidious. Caring a lot about small details and wanting everything to be correct and tidy. Yes. Um, TJ is not fastidious. But Danny is. Go ahead. F A S T I D I O U S. Wrong. I misspelled it? Yep. What did I misspell? Now you spelled it right. Oh, I was like, wait. Yeah, I wanted to bur- burst your little bubble. You was, you was too confident over there. <laughs> little cocky boots. I wasn't because, cocky. Because if you didn't know, you'd have been like, oh. I would have been spelling it out. No, no, you wouldn't have. You'd have been like, oh. I, I don't know if I know this one. That's what I thought. Well, I'm being honest. I know. Nah. That's how you do it, though. You you be acting like coy and... and, and because you be, I, I'm going to be humble if I don't know a no, word. But if you know, you, you're not going to be humble. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm still humble, piece but it's not... Shit. I'm not a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're not fastidious enough. <laughs> I wish you were more fastidious. Jeez, do I wish you were. Anyway. Because you always think like, we'll just deal with it when we get there. It's the big... And certain things, yeah. Sometimes you just you're not, you're not a very detail-oriented person. Details. Or sometimes, because at the end of the day, you can have all these details, but if if it needs to get done, it's going to get done. So you're detail-oriented about the things that you care about. Like I feel like you're detail-oriented about like your like what you wear. You're detail-oriented. Sometimes, about... but sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I put on an outfit. And I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have put this on or whatever. Like sometimes small details matter. Sometimes again, that's why I don't like doing like building shit because it's small details that I have to be mindful of, and you got to put it the right way. I don't have fucking time for that. You got to read or look at the pictures. That has nothing to do with reading because it gives them the directions. You don't want to read the directions. I do read. What are you talking about? How do you build something without reading the directions? I'm saying is that when I'm, I'm saying I don't like little small parts. I, I like I don't like something that it's like like ikea is 
probably my least favorite store. Why? Because all they have is pictures. Well, no and words. that's what I'm saying though. It's like you don't want to like read the directions. And like, it's, it's not that I don't. It's the small read pieces them. get you, but even when you look at the directions, you're like, I don't know what they want me to do. This is too much, and then like you just walk away. Yeah. So that's not me not wanting to read. It's it, it's me getting frustrated with the how fucking the, the words. No. Or the pictures. You're trying to make it seem like I can't read. No, I'm not trying to. I'm you saying are. like, I'm no. Well, I, at least that's how I feel. So. Well, that's not how I'm trying to make you feel. I apologize. I'm just saying that you don't like reading. It has nothing to do with fucking reading. It's not that I do not like to read. I read all the time. I do not like having to read tedious. I don't like having to deal with tedious things. So it has nothing to do with reading. I'm. I'm not saying reading in general. I was just saying like reading directions because like it'd be like if you have to put part a into part b and then turn and get this type of allen key and this and the other like it's because the, the it's detail oriented it can be detail oriented that's what turns you off to it in addition to the actual like building parts i'm not trying to say you like you can't read or nothing like that i'm just talking specifically about directions like that i the concept of you building stuff you don't you're not a fan of for a variety of reasons that's all i was trying to get yeah, at but you're saying that i don't like it because i have to read directions and again it has nothing to do with reading directions i don't like having to do a million little pieces. All right. But you know. You got it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not trying to make you feel no type of way. That's not my intention. I don't, I don't like to read, y'all. That's not what I said. And you just you're taking. Okay, I have my my theory, but I'll just. What's your theory? It's like, I think you're projecting more than like you're. Like, I'm projecting based off of a false narrative that you just try to put out on me. Yes. You said I don't like to read. I said you don't like to read directions. Okay. I didn't say you don't like to read books. I don't say you don't like to read the news. I just said you don't like reading directions because it ties into the fastidious. It ties into the detail-oriented components of like building stuff. The example you gave. You got it. Okay. Not trying to beef with you, at least not at this juncture in the episode. With that, I won. So there's always that. Um, so congratulations to me. Um and I hope to continue the streak with next week's episode. Um, but now we are going to get into our quarrel for this episode. And um, this this conversation, TJ and I started to have um, offline, and the the focus was about uh, Erica Mena and Safari. Which, if anyone on here is unfamiliar, they are. Celeb- reality TV show celebrities. Um, and they, at least at this present moment, are still married, although they are in the midst of getting a divorce. They have uh, now two children together, a daughter who was born, I guess, in the last two years, and now a son. And the issue in lies is that they've obviously had a very tumultuous, not obviously, they've had it's a very tumultuous relationship with like, posts and tweets and negative interactions and um you know hurtful comments and things and I guess what was said was what's more recently as far as the optics are is Erica Mena gave birth to their son in let's say the last two weeks within the last two weeks um but he was early and so he has he has been thus far uh a NICU baby and um while Erica Mena is sharing her feelings and her posts and her imagery of being a mom in the NICU with her, you know, her, her NICU baby, 
Safari is spending his time in Jamaica celebrating his birthday. And anyway, so a lot of people have a lot of opinions on things because, you know, they're in the midst of getting divorced. But Erica Mendes is posting stuff about him sleeping with other women, um, which I'm not quite sure if it's the thing of like, is it because like if he's messing with her? If she's upset because she pre- pre- believes that they were messing around prior to them filing for divorce, like like you know the dissolution of their marriage, so he's cheating on her, or just because they're going through all these other things and you're out here like gallivanting. Um, so I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on it, as far as like who's right, who's wrong, and where you know how they have gone about handling things. Like where does the the ownership lie or accountability lie? Well, I mean, they could have handled it by not posting anything online. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Safari putting out what he put, he did that for a reason. He wanted a reaction. Which thing? Like, being married was the worst thing I ever oh, did. Oh, worst mistake I ever made. All that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she would respond. So, you know, it just shows the immaturity for, for them, I would say. Um, as far as the situation, again, I don't know why he's not with his child, but, you know, I to me, I would say he's wrong. Um, because at the end of the day, if my child's in a NICU, that's where I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, Definitely clown-assery. Now, again, I don't know if he was already on vacation, but even then, he should have still... Cancel. Yeah. So... Um, but as far as the him moving on, see, I don't agree with that. If mean, if I'm getting a divorce, I'm free to. Like, if I'm getting a divorce and we're not getting back together, then whoever the fuck I want to mess with, I should be able to mess with. Like, do you think that even if it looks like it's happening, like very, even if the timeline looks a little iffy, I say hurt people hurt people. So I think like definitely the whole Nikki thing. Like, if your child is in a Nikki, like that's where your ass should be, and you know. Some people were saying like, well, she didn't want him in the delivery room and blah, 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 blah. But my thinking, my thought on that is when you are speaking to someone who's been in labor, who's had a child, who's gone through a child, a child birthing experience, um, at least one version of it, you want people in the room or in your space that are going to put you at ease, that are going to support you, that are going to be present for you. Because regardless of who you are, regardless of where what you've done in your past, like when you're in the process of bringing life into this world, you deserve to have the people that make you feel as least, as little stress as possible. And if Safari brought her stress, then, and they're not in a good place. And he's saying things like, you know, being married was one, getting married is one of the worst mistakes in my life. And he's running around from city to city. And he's like, He's expressed that he didn't want to have another baby with you because he was worried about you getting fat and all that stuff like that. I can see you. I can see why she wouldn't want him in there now. Just because, and like, but but even that's just because I don't want you in the delivery room doesn't mean that you shouldn't be in the NICU with your baby. My thing is also if he decided to. I mean, if she decided to have a child with him again, and he said all these things, she has to take some accountability. Um, I think. You know, obviously, you, it takes two to make a baby. It it, it takes, and it, it's it's while it's her decision about what she's gonna do, as far as with her body and everything. And obviously, she opted to go through with this second pregnancy. I think you 
you take ownership of that you chose that you, a fuck that you, nigga. That you chose a fuck nigga, whatever. But you okay. can't take you you don't you can't own the shitty parent or like father that I'm, he could be. I'm not talking about him being a shitty parent. I'm saying you're mad because of who he is, and he already showed you who he was prior to. Before baby number two, before she got pregnant, baby number two, he tweeted those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he may have apologized and you took him back, but I'm saying he showed you that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's documented. The shit that we're watching on Love and Hip Hop right now of him, like, saying no one taught him, told him that... Marriage was parents. That being a parent was so was so tough. I agree. No one told me either. And even if someone told me, it, there's no experience other than the real thing. So someone can tell you, and I've said that before, people can tell you everything you need to know about being a parent, and you have the total opposite of it. So my thing is that when you decide to have a child, another child or someone like that, and then they show you who they are again, you can't, I mean, you, you could be angry, but you gotta be angry with yourself. You got, she has to take some type of accountability. I think she probably does. I think you might, you might feel foolish, you might feel hurt, you might feel angry, but then I think, I think most of my, like, if it was me, like, most of my feelings would be, like, rage because, as, like, a mother, because my child doesn't deserve your ass to kiss. Regardless, like, because ultimately we both did something that made this baby. So, regardless of how you feel about me, be there for your child. Especially your sick, preemie child. And that's the part where, like, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from me for Safari because he, like, you don't know what it's like to be a parent until you're in it, of course. But that doesn't mean that you get to abandon your responsibilities just because you didn't know it was going to be this this hard. And, you know, that's a cop-out and it's bullshit and it's whack because, yeah, TJ had a hard time or didn't understand how difficult it was having a a baby, having a newborn and a small infant and all that stuff like that. Like, that was uncharted territory for him um, in many ways when Tatum was born. But he didn't, like shy away from his responsibilities he didn't run he damn sure didn't run he might have needed like support sometimes or feedback sometimes on how he was doing or he might have had questions or he might have been like figuring stuff out that you know as he as he went but the difference is is that he always showed up he was always coming back to the table and coming back to do it again or try it again or whatever and like we know that there are shitty parents out here men and women but your kids don't deserve your ass to kiss. And it's just like when you look at, you you know, and these kids, like, particularly with when these celebrities have kids, like, your their whole lives, like, their whole, their and their parents' lives are documented up until that point. So it's like you can go back and you can hear how crazy they talked about you, about your the, the concept of you. And that's one thing or, that... Or how they talked about your mother or how they talked about your father. In this day and age, especially those, those social media... Uh, what would you call them, I guess? Trolls? No, like the people who are, like, social media is their life. Safari, he has to do social media for his... To sustain. To, yeah, it's like, for, for those type of people, when you post stuff, this shit is forever. Like, you know what I mean? So, and I just, I, I pray people for- gotta be mindful of that, too. I yeah. mean, even if you're not a social media darling or star or whatever, I, I, I mean, I don't know what you would call them, but mm-hmm. people who, who do shit for the gram and IG and Twitter and all other stuff, that shit stays there forever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So everyone should be strategic on what they're posting and what energy they put out there. Again, 
him posting that shit, that was something I, I would have done when I was like 18 years old. No. And I would have did it to get your attention or, you know what I mean, for you to read it or Make for you me to feel, feel bad. But, like, and he's, he's a, a whole grown-ass man. Yeah. And the thing is, like, your son and your daughter, at some point, are going to read that or come across it. And all things considered, like, you're talking about their mother. And that's that's why, and, it's, and that's the thing, like, can you think that... You would be endearing to to everyone if you tweeted everything you ever said to me, and then like Tatum and Trey found that found that later. It would hurt. It would hurt if they, they heard every word that me and you have ever uttered toward each other, or some of the most hurtful things, and we like posted it and stuff. And that's why you have to be mindful. You have to be careful with that because ultimately, your kids are gonna come across your comments and your thoughts and. The best you can hope for is that it helps give like a better context as to who you are as a person. But otherwise, it's like you could look like a real piece of shit. And like, you know, and for him to say, oh, well, it's just Twitter. It's not real life. Fuck that. No, when you put stuff out there, you're saying that you are presenting it as real life. So don't say like. But if that's the case, then why why, why even post it? Because he's attention seeking. And I mean, you know, they could also uniquely use a good storyline. But it's. It seems to me like he prioritizes himself before anything else. I mean, but that, I mean, there are a lot of people who do that. I, I know people who's like, after their first child, they're like, I don't want any more. And that's fair. When you do, when that happens, and then you should be mindful of that. I, I just, you know, I hate when it's like children are used as pawns or, 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 or children are not like, they don't ask to be born. So mm-hmm. once you, once you make that commitment to bring a child in, in, into the world, it's your responsibility to make sure that that child has everything that they need to be successful. Otherwise, you're just going to continue bringing in shitty people. Exactly. And the world don't need no help making those. I'll tell you that much. And, and again, not just because you have bad parents doesn't necessarily make you a shitty person. Of course but not. Some people not overcome having, the shittiness. Yeah, exactly. But not having that support system. Like I've always said, if me and Danny don't work out, I think the only thing that we would always see eye to eye on is what's best for our children. And that's mm-hmm. how it should always be. And, you know, again, people utilize kids as a pawn, you know, or when they're angry, how can I get back at this person? I'm going to put them on child support because I can. And it's just like. Or I'm going to leave the country because I can. What you mean? Oh, you're talking about because Safari left the country. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna shirk my responsibilities. It's and again we don't know if if, if Erica told him don't come and then and then is posting something different. Mm-hmm. We don't know the full side of of the story, but the way that it looks, it does look crazy. And I just think that people, you know, I'm not sh- I'm, like I'm not shocked or surprised because it's Safari and we've always seen. Who so, Safari was. It's definitely on brand. Yeah, it's just, you know. He's a clown. and It's very clown behavior. Like it, it, Especially for somebody who, like, at least based on what we were presented, very heavily and consistently actively pursued Erica. Well, you know, maybe he's a clout chaser. Maybe yeah. he does everything for clout. Maybe he wanted Erica Mena for how she looks and mm-hmm. what it would look like in, as opposed to who the person is. And now you got two poor babies stuck in the balance of fuckery. Hmm. Do it for the likes. 
Yeah, but babies don't um, live off of likes, and so it's it's unfortunate that people who do that, you know, aren't prior or at least appear not to be prioritizing what matters the most, and ultimately, these this little boy and little girl are going to get to a certain age, and they can look up their parents' names and see all the ugliness, all the bitterness all the back and forth, all the whatever, and, like, have that also... And, like, plus, you add that to whatever their childhood experiences are, and I could really, like, fuck it up, because you see... I mean, but even prior to this, if they looked up their parents' track record, they're gonna see the fucked up shit that they did. Yeah. Erica Mena wrote a whole book about her escapades. Yeah. But I think but I think there's a level to it that comes into play when it's, like, you're, you're talking about, like your mother and your father and their dynamic. Got like, you. That's fair. Because whatever she did before him, it may not be great, obviously. It's not, or it may not be ideal or it may not even be anything to be proud of. But when you're talking about the people raising you, there's a, a complexity to it and there's a layer to it where you're like, like, you're trying to like reconcile these two people. Like, how can you be the person that I love the most, but also this person that treated the other person I love the most terrible? Or y'all going at it. And I love you guys both, but you guys can't even be in the same room, it seems like. Oh. Actually, not even seems. Like, literally. Like, she didn't want him in the delivery room. She let him in the delivery room, ultimately, I think. Did she? I, I think I so, yeah. Because it was a picture of him when he... He was there when he was born. Just and because then, he was there doesn't mean... But again, and, and, and see... And then, but then, like, you still in Jamaica three days later. I mean, but he may have went to Jamaica because we're not rocking or whatever the case may be. I mean, again, if my child was in the NICU, I would probably... I'm gonna say I'm 99.9% sure I would be there, even mm. if honestly I probably would go even more so just so you would have to see me, and, you, and that way you'll be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would do that. You would definitely do that. Too. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, if, if, if we're beefing, if we're beefing, then then I, then I'm not gonna care about you know that your you're feelings. Pre- your pre- you know that your presence is gonna be bothersome. So if I even if I didn't want you there, you'd be like, I'm I'm here, and but yeah. ultimately. It would still, even though it might frustrate the fuck out of me or it might frustrate the fuck out of, of the parent, it still means you're just spending time with your baby. So, well, yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, I you, mean, again, you I'm not making two, it, I'm not making it right, but he's probably like, fuck it, you know, the child is there, I'll come back. I hope that the child makes it, and I, you know, I wish that, you know, again, not everything needs to be posted online. This is true. And, you know. Because again, if he didn't post it, no one, nobody would know unless Erica would have just been like making her post. But then you could have allowed her just to make her post and you look like the same. Yeah. So, but you know. People want to. Yeah. But nobody ever wants to feel like they're being told what to do. No. On that note. All right, y'all. Well, I guess me and TJ put a nice little bow on this one, huh? But. I think that will wrap up this week's episode of Lovers Quarrel. As always, if you have, uh, if you're on Instagram, make sure you follow us at Lovers Quarrel Show. If you're on uh, Twitter at Lovers Quarrel Seven, or email us your questions, comments, headaches, heartaches, thoughts, and concerns at Lovers Quarrel Show at gmail.com. Um, as always, I am your girl Danny, and I'm your guy TJ. And you know that we fuss, we fight, but, but we, we love. love. Bye. Bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.